What's our theme music now? <laughs> it's, not, it's just the sticks, that's all. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, you Which, didn't have to tell everybody. Too much yeah. time on my hands. Is that a popular one? It's, yeah. I know, uh, Blue Collar Man. I like that one. That's a good one. They don't have a lot of great songs, but that's one of them. I I like sticks. I liked them enough to do a speech on Mr. Roboto in college because like this is easy. <laughs> this was so fucking. And they had a speech class, so. What does a speech on Mr. Roboto entail? Well, the inside the album of Mr. Roboto, actually Kilroy was here is the name of that album. Yeah, they uh, have the story of Kilroy is Mr. Roboto. He's he a, hides inside a robot. Yeah, he... Yeah. The, the, Mr. Roboto is like a Japanese appliance man or something you buy to make your life easier. Sure. And Kilroy is hiding as one of them because he's an underground... Shit. It's like a resistance he's a, Yeah, fighter. an underground resistance figure and he has to get like in contact with some doctor... Uh, like maybe Dr. Lightheart or Lightfoot or something like that. Uh-huh. And all these people in Sticks play a part in um, Kilroy Was Here. Like Dr. Light from Mega Man? Uh, he had a little... Uh, not as cool as Dr. Light. Oh, okay. he had, they look like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was awesome. But... I don't remember what I was talking about, but Kilroy Was Here was awesome. And it, Oh, I got the... The speech had to be a certain length. So I played the music video and it I cut the speech in half. Excellent. It was part, and I got like a B plus. Great. I gave a speech on uh, anti-Semitism in high school that I didn't prepare for really well. Um, I did more time doing like illustrations and stuff for my PowerPoint than doing like research. So there were a bunch of like MS Paint drawings of like people crucifying Jesus and stuff like that that I did. And I listened to some, like, Screwdriver and some other racist music to, like, be like, well, what's this all about? You know, why do they hate the Jews? And uh, I talked for 20 minutes and got an F. (laughs) Does that mean you got, like, a 60-something? I I don't know what I got. 59? It was pretty bad. And I still don't know why anyone dislikes (laughs) the Jews. I think they're great. (laughs) I I, I would agree with you. I like Larry David. (laughs) I like Harry Reams. Oh, yeah. I like um, Seinfeld. Old, the whole cast. Old Seinfeld himself. Uh, I don't really, I don't think I like him that much. He's definitely the worst character on that show. I think and even as a person, he doesn't seem super great. <laughs> he seems kind of annoying. But it's really neither here nor there. We were talking about the Styx, which is a river that winds through hell. And... Today, on our journey through hell in the Raincoat Report, we have a special guest. Uh, we got Tyler of uh, storied fame. Yes. Of hell. Tyler of hell. Of hell. Tyler of hell from the depths themselves. Uh, we got... Hello, world. <laughs> from the low world. Uh, we got Boss from the light world. Uh, yes, hello. And you got me. And that's the Raincoat Report. We got the crew. We got a guest. We got a uh, boss on this phone. Yes. You got me stalling for time. And the spew. Excellent. And the spew. The spew, indeed. I think that's what he said. In our journey through hell, uh, we are stopping this week with Mary Mary. Oh, yeah. A tale of evil, of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Of premature ejaculation and uh, car chases, car chases, car chases, and, and drugs. Yeah, and um, beautiful meat. Uh, yes, beautiful meat indeed. Yeah, and Tyler, you've seen this film. I don't watch porno. Oh, okay. That's well, not true. I don't want. I'm glad I we not, brought you I've on. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to go in blind, and I guess just... Uh, it will make you go blind. React in general. Is there a <laughs> timer counting down? What is that? Uh, that's uh, that's a bomb. Oh, okay. Is it like speed if the podcast like stops, or is it going to blow up? Yeah, if our, if our podcast goes 
low 45 miles an hour, we all die. Okay, well, let's keep it moving then. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the cast in today's film. Okay. Uh, we have the lovely Constance Money. Sure, she's of, great. Uh, the opening of Misty Beethoven fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, also in Confessions of a Teenage Peanut Butter Freak. Yes. Uh, she... I have seen parts of that. Oh, yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you were here. That was not too bad. It was. Uh, I kept calling it the Peanut Butter Falcon. <laughs> like a Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, this is one of only a handful of movies that Constance Money made. She made eight, even though she was kind of a, a breakout star off of Misty Beethoven. Um, but alongside Constance Money, who uh, I also read, earned that stage name mm-hmm. uh, because she was constantly asking Radley Metzger about money. Oh, That's, so uh, that doesn't sound true. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know. You got I read so- it on the internet. You got a source. Uh, the source is the internet in vague terms. Okay. Because I don't even remember where I read it on the internet, so... Like for Bradley Metzger, off Metzgerpedia? Uh, Yes, it was off of Metzgerpedia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, great. We also got John Leslie. Yes, we do have John Leslie as the dopey Ned. Yeah, Ned. You remember Ned? I do not. I remember Fred. Okay. Okay. Different movie. Uh, Yes. (laughs) All right. Uh, We have John Martin, who's uh, been in a few movies lately. Sure. Uh, We got Ken Scudder playing a policeman again. Uh, yes. I guess he was a detective in Pizza Girls, but... Oh, yeah. A pig's a pig. <laughs> you know? Uh, we have Renee Bond. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's James Bond's niece. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And uh, we have, of course, Andre as the arranger oh, slash Andre. Yeah. He slammed... Uh, he got slammed. Hogan slammed him. Yeah. <laughs> the child. <laughs> Yeah, Andre the Giant is the arranger. Uh, yes. Don't break anything. You won't be invited back. Yeah, Tyler's throwing a fit and smashing our equipment. I got the janky uh, microphone sock. That's true. It's like twice the size of ours. It's comical. Uh, yeah, I just opened the package for that one, so... Who knows? Maybe it's like needs to be tightened somewhere or something. I got it on the table. I got that part done. We're not even at the same table as normal. Yeah, this is this is a complete mess. We uh, normally record on Saturdays, but we're doing our third weird episode in a row. Yeah, uh, where we're recording on a Tuesday. Yeah, we've got Tyler over there smashing things against his microphone. Yeah. And we've got this uh, down in the basement instead of the kitchen where we normally record. It's uh, where the radon is. It's where all the radon <laughs> is. Is that why we moved down here? Uh, yeah, well, I wanted us to get closer to our radon. Okay. I like uh, Christopher Lambert as my radon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, I forgot Christopher Lambert's in this. Is he? Uh, as the Thunder God radon. Oh. <laughs> the uh, immortal nemesis of the arranger um and this is directed by bernard morris whose entire imdp page is this movie oh imdp imdp uh imdb page (laughs) the imdp page would definitely be applicable as well yeah it's the the double penetration one Uh, yes the internet movie (laughs) double penetration database yes the impdb I am DPDB. I am. Don't make me call the PDPDP. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to turn it back. I'm bailing out. <laughs> All right, Jeremy quit the podcast. So it's just me and you, Tyler. We got to carry this over the threshold. I'll, um, I'm, I've seen this movie. Yeah, I've seen this movie. <laughs> this is going to go well. I know I quit, but what was your favorite part? I like the part when they're driving the cars away from each other really fast, and then they start fucking. Okay, that's that, that technically, was a good part. that does technically happen in the film. <laughs> um, okay. 
All right. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll leave. He's got it. <laughs> He's got it pretty much figured out. It's been a good 40 episodes, but uh, people are ready for something new. Yeah, the 41st episode, we're transitioning. You're the fucking... Um, the singularity you're the, you're has the, begun. No, you're the Ashton Kutcher of the podcast. Come I'm in to fill Ashton Kutcher. You're Ashton Butchner. And I don't want to be Charlie Sheen, but that's the <laughs> analogy I started making. I'm going to leave with Are we going to be three full men? Three full men. Well, Jeremy's leaving, so it's just going to be two full men. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to need some uh, canned goods, and we'll make it through. Canned goods? <laughs> we need a food drive. We got this. Okay. Let's, let's make this podcast happen. We're going to make this happen, and uh, Jeremy is no longer entitled to any royalties for the podcast. There were never any royalties. That's right. I get the Facebook password. I'm taking over. <laughs> oh, All right. God. Well, uh, I guess that's as good of an introduction as we've got. Anything else you want to say before we get into it, Jeremy? I quit. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he quips. He quips. I quit. Uh, I'll probably forget it later, so I'll mention it now. <laughs> There's a man who's a drummer um, towards the end of this film, and he's played by Hands Benedict. Hands? Hands? Hands. With hands. The D? <laughs> Hans. 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 Did I forget how to say Hands? Hands? Is it is it H A N S? No, it's H A N D S. Okay. Say it for me. Hands, Handus, Handus. You don't think about it enough to say it right. John Handus. John Ham. Yeah, but his name's Hans Benedict, which I thought was funny because he's a drummer. That's excellent. Yeah, it's a good little joke. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder though if this was directed by somebody who directed other films as well just like under like a pseudonym right but they just never went back to and no one's tried to piece it together uh because there are a lot of flaws you can point out in the production of this film but generally speaking it looks competently made yeah um and it just seems weird that this person would just do one movie and never be seen or heard from again yeah especially with like a fairly big name cast too. Right, yeah, it wasn't just like the random dirty people who lived down the street like the Phil Prince movies. Yeah, it wasn't just, yeah, the miscreants from a parking lot. So it wasn't an open house, right? No, okay. it was a, the parts were written for these people, I'm going to say. Probably. I'm saying it. You're going on record. I'm going on record. Were these written Even, on these people? Were the parts written on these I don't know how much of this movie was written down. <laughs> It may or may not have been. There were there was definitely an idea going in, at least. There's some improv, perhaps. Perhaps some improv. Uh, definitely in the sexual scenes, there's some lovely sexual improv. There certainly is some real method acting. <laughs> okay, well, let's go to break. All right, we're going to take a break, and then we'll be back to talk about Mary Mary. You said you'd give your soul not to come so quickly. I can arrange not so fast. Am I going to be perpetually turned on by this? Absolutely. And he won't come too quickly? For sure. I personally guarantee it. Yes, yes, it's a deal. Now, wait a minute. My soul? I can't fuck your soul. Exactly what's involved in this deal? It's simple. It's just this. You can eat it from a jar, rub it on, cook it in your food, have it as a dessert, mix it in a glass of machine. It'll always refill itself. Put it on a steak. Anything at all. Deal. Do it. Take it. Make the deal. Now. I don't think they were wholesome at that point anymore. I don't know. It's still the Beatles. Yeah, I guess so. Who, who's more hardcore, the Doors or the Beatles? The Beatles. The Beatles beat their wives. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> The, well, then they have, like, knife fights with their wives, or at least Jim had, like, a turkey knife fight with Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? Jim Morrison and Meg Ryan <laughs> yeah. have a knife fight? And then Oliver Stone recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, y'all keep stabbing each other on LSD. This will be great. <laughs> I've been to Vietnam, you know. 
I know who killed JFK. <laughs> I'm a natural born killer. Um, what's another Oliver Stone movie? Nixon. Oh, I am Nixon. I'm not a crook. <laughs> Is that a good Nixon impersonation? Yeah, I thought that uh, you like old Tricky in? Dick had just walked in. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I hope not. Remember when he was in the movie Driller? Yeah, that was funny. He was in. in oh wow! He wasn't even in Hell. He was just in a pervert's castle. Oh yeah, Mister Creepo's castle. Or I guess it was really the Driller's castle. Yeah, Mister. Mister Creepo. Creepo just worked there. Yeah, he was the like the dungeon keeper. <laughs> While the Driller was out doing uh, hot star stuff. Oh yeah. All right, well, we are back here on the Raincoat Report to yes. talk about Mary Mary. Mary Mary is uh, an interesting film. It sure is. We begin with a bunch of shots of our star, Constance Money, uh, swimming around in a swimming pool. Lots of close-up uh, bush and ass. Yes. As we get uh, credits through the scene. Right. Then we see Ned approach her with a shark pool toy sure. to try to scare her, I guess. Yeah, it was just after Jaws. Uh, yeah, America was in fear. Yeah, America was terrified of sharks. They wouldn't go in the water. Cruel Jaws. Yes. Yes. This is the movement that led to Cruel Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was Rich, all... Richard Keel. It was all Richard Keel. Keel. <laughs> So, uh, Ned, uh, and this is uh, played by uh, John Leslie, of course, our male lead in this film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ned is attacking Mary, Constant Money's character, with the shark, and they start to uh, naked play around in the pool. Right. Uh, which quickly devolves into underwater cunnilingus, and uh, then a little bit of fucking, but then it stops. Yeah. Now... Tyler, there's a question for you since you didn't see the movie. Do you think he got himself hard by like pressing his asshole up against one of those bubble jets? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? Cameron did it in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay, he did. <laughs> He's just sitting at the bottom of the pool and they thought he was drowning, but he was just getting his asshole sucked he out. He was inflating him- <laughs> his self, his ego. Good. Yes, this makes sense. Yeah, so that's excellent. That that's guy a... was in Speed 2 as well. Speed 2? No, the first one. Speed no. 2 Cruise Control. He might have been in Speed 2. Get Bring it, to, ask the email people to send it, uh, whatever I'm trying to say, but you know. Yeah, send send, if you know know how to ask, find the cast of Speed 2, send us an email at uh, raincoatreport at gmail. The humor being that I have IMDB pulled up in front of me to do this, but... Uh, uh, yeah, but... We're like, going to outsource our searches from now on. I like to get the audience involved. <laughs> Was there a Speed 3? No. I thought about it. Oh, you thought about <laughs> it? You pitched it to... Uh, well, Keanu didn't want to do the second one. So you make him appeal to his nice guy image now, saying you have to do it now. Yeah. yeah. That's what the people want, and you love the people. And Dennis Hopper is not around because you waited. And that's what you get, Keanu. Oh, Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> sure. What's wrong with John Leslie's dick? Uh, well, it keeps shooting early. Oh. And uh, that's what that's what led to the end of this uh, sexual escapade between Ned and Mary. Mm-hmm. He calls out to the sky after uh, Mary uh, vents her frustrations with Ned's useless penis right uh ned calls out to the sky that he'd do anything to end his premature ejaculation but then he makes the same offer to the ground below yeah and it's at this point that a shadowy figure appears uh that we know as the arranger yes uh played by andre played by andre go go arranger yes the arranger offers to resolve his problem in exchange for his soul. Mary notes at this point that she can't fuck his soul. Which is a good point. True, yeah. So uh, the arranger presents a magical cream to Ned. 
He tells them that it will always refill uh, and uh, will solve his problem. So Mary rubs the cream on Ned's cock. Yes. And uh, he gets a boner. He certainly does. And so Mary says it's a deal on Ned's behalf. Yeah. Uh, but Ned finally confirms it as well, and right. the deal is set. I don't think Mary had the uh, right in devil law to make this agreement on Ned's behalf. Well, I, I would normally agree with you, but I think there's a precedent set in one of the Treehouse of Horror specials where uh, Marge successfully argues that she owns Homer's soul when devil Ned tries to take it. That's so, true, but I... Mm. I guess it's not, you know. But doesn't she have to present something that he, that doc- Homer wrote? Yeah. That said so. I guess so. I guess it really depends on what sort of legal evidence we have here. Yeah. And Every uh, makeshift vow that a man reads to his wife will probably have that in there. It's a binding contract. If you do it in a church, if you do it at like a city hall or like some like reception place, then. God's magic will not protect your union from the devil's intrigues. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, we learned about that in Catholic school, and we also learned about his dick ointment. Oh, yeah. That's what they taught us in sex ed. <laughs> it, was, it was forbidden to us to make a deal with the devil and take the ointment. I just never expected that to come up in one of these films. Well, you know, there's a lot of ground to cover in the world of pornography. And That's true. This we, is ground that we've covered today. Yeah, we learn new things every day. Mary cries out, thank God, but the arranger <laughs> yells back that he, being God, had nothing to do with it. So we see Mary start to blow Ned, and then he mounts her missionary on a pool chair. Uh, he gives it to her for a bit and then uh, blasts his load on her. <laughs> Um, and so Ned is ready to go now. Yeah. It's... He's ready to go now? He's already... uh, He's always ready to go I now. Get... Yeah. He wasn't ready to go before after he blasted his load. Right. Now well, he's insatiable. Now yeah. he's ready to go. And well, uh, we'll see more evidence out. of this. He, he tested it out. Now he's cocksure. <laughs> he's Cock not just strong. sure. He's cocksure. Yeah. He is cockstrong too, yes. He's a Brahma bull. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. He's rootin' tootin'. Um, he is pretty rootin' tootin' when you get down to it. He's out to stud. Yeah, actually. That's about 90% of the film. <laughs> so, and some pud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the arranger is doing Tai Bo as a silhouette here. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of this throughout the film. It's a kind of an interpretive dance that he does. Um, you haven't seen it, but... Is Billy Blanks in it? Uh, No, Andre is. Is he like Billy Blanks? Kind of. He does like a very like slow like Tai Chi with a lot of kind of chops and like... Okay. You know, movements. And I suppose this is him, uh, the devil, working his magic. Uh, yes. Um, through the power of dance. The Lord of the Dance, that's the devil's famous title. Have you not heard that before? I've heard of uh, <laughs> Mr. Flatley's Lord of the Dance, yeah. Right, but Satan. But Satan. River of Fire Dance. Lord of the yeah. Flies and Lord of the Dance. Yeah. Father of all lies and father of all dances. Garth Brooks, the- Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's the father of lies. Oh, yeah. We then cut to Ned on the phone talking to somebody, uh, masturbating. Uh, he says something about trying this out with other people, and he he mentions that he's going to have a party on Saturday. So we have kind of our outline for the film, right. where we are leading to a big climactic event, and it'll be quite the climax. So a woman walks in, who I believe is Bonnie. I think so, yeah, because there, there's two of them. There's Bonnie and Kate. I think they're sisters. Oh, yeah, they that's right. They are sisters, right. but I think this is Bonnie. This is Bonnie. Okay, so she walks in, catching him with his cock out. He says that somebody's going to be there soon, but she blows him under the desk. Yes. So 
she's blowing him and a guy walks in uh but she's under the desk so he doesn't see him getting blown yeah it's john martin uh yes as eric okay. all right does he carry on a conversation rather normally at first and then less so we find out that eric's a client and they're supposed to have gone to lunch but ned tells him that he's busy and eric notes that he's being weird and mentions that he looks like he's about to come and leaves, uh, which, in fact, he was about to come, and Bonnie finishes him off under the desk. Now, does John Leslie have kind of like a weird, like, loose piece of flesh at the tip of his dick? Like, where, like <laughs> kind of like the foreskin is? Because I feel like there was like a little, like, loop of flesh that she kind of stuck her tongue into. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, might have missaw, but it disturbed me. <laughs> I mean, maybe his penis was worn down to the point. I mean, I feel like I've seen his penis enough. Yeah, that's that I what would, I, I would notice by now. I gotta, I gotta. But I don't know. I gotta go back, double check the footage. <laughs> uh, an ongoing uh, theme of the show the last few weeks has been that Jeremy needs to calibrate his TV. I, okay. Although I will say, going this, back and looking at screenshots of the image, that water was a bit blue. I told you it was blue. Uh, uh, and those nipples were red. I don't red know Red as about a baboon's that. ass. <laughs> then this might have just been a, a hallucination. That's not my TV. Okay, I that's guess that's true. That's my malfunctioning brain. <laughs> it's your mind brain. From the, man, from the man who last week claimed to have an amazing brain. Yeah. <laughs> Even amazing brains can malfunction sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Ned notes that he's still horny, and uh, Bonnie says that he's really improved. Uh, he says, all at the price of a soul. So he tells her about the party, and she says that she's going to bring her sister. Uh, and, of course, in response, Ned asks her if she's a good fuck. Then we see Mary with a woman at a, at a weird hippie store. Uh, and I believe this is... Is this Jane? I think so. Okay. So she gives Mary a dress to try on that she says suits her figure. Meanwhile, there's this hippie playing organ in the corner. Just throughout this whole sequence. So, yeah. um, Blasting on his Hammond. Is this like um, like a laugh-in hippie? Or a, <laughs> what kind of... Are we uh, San Francisco hippie? Uh, San Francisco hippies, for yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. the, it's in San Francisco, probably, right? Probably. They drive on the other side of the road in San Francisco. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. As this is going on, we get a cutaway to Ned catching up with Eric and inviting him to his party. Jane at the store compliments Mary's breasts as she unbuttons her shirt, and they make out on a couch. Does he say breast? I believe she did. I don't remember. It's been like three weeks since I watched this movie. Yes. Uh, Because of all these delays. Yeah. My watch schedule's been all messed up. Yeah, we don't know if we're coming or going we're in a time loop feels Um, that way they're playing around with each other while the hippies playing organ and then he stops and starts to play with some birds yeah (laughs) jane says to mary your pubic hair is like silk as she's undressing her They go down on each other, and we get some cutaways to Ned and Bonnie in the car. Uh, and he's talking about the party and how he'll fuck everyone in sight and shows Bonnie his boner again. <laughs> As the ladies are boning in the store, um, there's these doves or pigeons or some other birds in the background just mm-hmm. cooing the whole time yeah and it becomes infuriating after a little bit it start to just drive you crazy the cooing yes the cooing <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> so then uh the hippie guy who's charles walks in and he's outraged he says that this is a place of business and jane gets up and says that uh, Mary's pussy is bare of hair, and she needs something soft that won't cut into her. She gets up and starts looking at dresses, and Charles takes a look at Mary's vagina. 
And as he's looking, uh, Jane starts to pull his pants off and uh, pulls him between herself and Mary. We get this scene, basically, where these uh, two women rape this gay guy. Yes. That's what this boils down to, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of rape in porn. <laughs> yes, quite a bit. Yeah. And we keep getting cuts away to Ned and Bonnie driving around, and Ned keeps saying stuff about going to the party and being excited to fuck her and her sister and all this other stuff. Oh, yeah, he's talking about being a sandwich. Jane tells Charles back at the store that uh, Charles is getting a treat and she'll let him fuck her in the ass. She says it's hard to get it in her asshole. She (laughs) tells him it's nice and tight, isn't it? And so she's riding him with her ass and Mary sits on his face and uh, (laughs) Jane says... It's just like a dicky, just a real little one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. She also says to taste her pussy. It's just like mom's. I didn't. I didn't catch yeah, that. That line. was like right before she was talking about a dicky. One point, she says, "If Robert saw you now, you'd be in a lot of trouble." So I guess Robert's his boyfriend or partner. Yeah, they're really. Uh, I bet he wouldn't care. I don't know. Everyone's really horny in this movie, so it's hard to tell. Does that mean they're, like, vindictive because of that? They're lesbian rapists. I mean, Robert. Is that oh, Robert. Uh, we don't meet him. Yeah, it's hard to make any judgments about Robert. We don't get introduced to him. He's only mentioned in passing. I guess we only have our imaginations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your ideal, Robert? I feel like Robert finds out and doesn't give a fucking shit about his partner. Excellent. That's the way. What I, kind of haircut do you think he has? It's a spl- like one of those butt crack split down the middle bang thing, but the back just as a as a straight like shorter length. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's like a butt, but it's straight. <laughs> <laughs> like a straight butt. Like a straight butt. Okay. Uh, so Jane finishes <laughs> Charles off uh, with her hands and says, Look at what you've just done. Now I'm going to marry you for sure. I don't know what that means. Yep. So we see Mary and Jane leaving the store, and Mary tells her that they found a love potion and they're having a party. She invites her, and she says she wouldn't miss it. So then we see Kate, who is Bonnie's sister, yes, in her place and uh, reading on a couch, and that's when Bonnie and uh, Ned come in. Ned explains that he can't stop being horny, and he asks how the two of them got turned on to each other. This is where we find out that these sisters uh, fuck each other. Yeah. Kate tells a story about hearing her parents fuck, and she gets turned on by this, and then she, at age 16, and Bonnie, at age 14, uh, got got it on with each other. Excellent. What a wonderful story. Yes. Like that Bob Dylan song. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Oh, what a wonderful feeling. To have sex with your sister? (laughs) (laughs) hope not so ned fucks bonnie some more while kate's licking his balls and uh kind of getting her head crushed yeah he ends up popping his dick in her mouth and eventually comes on her face yes and he screams as he comes (laughs) oh yeah he makes a very loud like yelp as he (laughs) blasts all over her face excellent yes like a coyote like a what coyote Oh, uh, uh, yes, like a coyote. Just like one of those, yeah. An Arby's commercial? Like a uh, coyote and an Arby's commercial. Their mascot used to be a coyote. They used to have a cowboy hat. No, I was just going with the whole Western theme thing. What Western theme? Cowboy hat. Coyote. Arby, Arby's. Cowboy hat. Roast beef sandwiches. Roast beef. Are those Western? Um, vaginas are. No. Western style vagina. <laughs> uh, so we see the arranger. He's uh, shadow boxing and doing kung fu in the shadows as he does. 
Um, and then we see Mary and Ned having a candlelight dinner together. They're eating and they stop to make out. So she pulls her breasts out and he starts sucking on it. And uh, the wind's blowing and storming in the background. And then we see the arranger outside doing more dancing around and being a goof. Boss, have you ever danced with the arranger in the pale moonlight? Um, only on weekends. Okay. Tyler? Um, yes. Okay. So, at this point, they start doing some erotic eating, uh, dropping fruit or something in each other's mouths, and then they start chewing on a giant pork chop together or something like that. It's like a piece of, like, it's like an unidentified hunk of meat. Yeah, it's an unidentified hunk of meat. That's a good description. Yeah, they're chewing on it together. They're chewing on it near each other's genitals. Uh, yeah, they start rubbing it on each other. Yeah, all over they, the place. And, and then taking more bites out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the greasiest sex scene in pornography that doesn't involve somebody just getting drenched in oil. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, knowing like a little something about like filming and how it takes a while, do you think this thing was like cold after a bit? Yes. The question is... Did they get really good coverage on the first shot with it? Right. Um, because, you know, if they if they just were able to bank, like, a whole bunch of the footage in one take and then cut it together with other stuff where they're not necessarily chewing on it anymore, maybe mm. it wouldn't be too bad. I don't know. But there's that's the thing that got me the most about this scene is not so much that they're rubbing meat all over each other, which is still something I've never seen in a porno Mm -hmm. and was not expecting going into this. Yeah. But the fact that they kept taking bites as they were going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they're still eating as they go. It was rotisserie. It was gourmet before it got cold. Yeah, they're just rubbing their Boston Market all over one another. Uh, Like, Ned's rubbing a meaty bone on her ass at one point, and then... Like, she starts to blow him, but starts to rub the meat on his dick, too. Yeah, and she's kind of taking bites as she's, like, also blowing him. It makes me concerned for him and his safety. Uh, He starts to fuck her from behind, and she starts taking more bites of meat, and he pours wine on her. Yes. Uh, And she's taking more bites and rubbing it on herself. They do some more uh, cowgirl sex and some face-to-face fucking and some missionary and finally he pulls out and comes on her belly and she just wipes it all over her tits and face yes excellent Uh, absorbs it on her tits and face yes that's how she gets nutrients (laughs) like a plant (laughs) so we see them cooking together and they decide they're going to make a giant cake uh, shaped like his cock with the love potion Yes, it is. Uh, Or the love cream. Yeah, the devil's love cream. So then we see people heading to the party. Uh, We see Eric, Bonnie, and Kate all riding together. What kind of car? Is it a car? It's a Grand Torino. Uh, Yeah. Or some kind of Torino. Something very similar, if not. Yeah. So then we see a policeman by the side of the road uh, talking to another rookie officer. Uh, but we don't see that rookie. He keeps asking questions and getting muffled replies. Uh, and then we cut to see that the other police officer is blowing him. Uh, she notes, they didn't teach this in the academy, and he says that they did when he was in it. Yeah. <laughs> just, just makes it sound like he was getting, he was blowing people. Right. <laughs> Daring, like when he was a rookie. Right. Uh, maybe that's how it works. <laughs> So uh, Eric, Bonnie, and Kate are driving, and they're trying to go down on each other while Eric's trying to drive, Mm -hmm. uh, which has led to him driving not so well. The policeman falls out of the car door while he's coming from the other uh, officer blowing him. Uh, The other officer is uh, Renee Bond, by the way. Yes. Worth pointing out. Uh But he falls out of the car door. Uh, and Eric's car blasts by taking off the cop car door. 
So the police officers start to chase the hippies in their car. Yes. The hippies have a car. Yeah, the hippies. So there is a somewhat lengthy car chase here. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a good car chase. It's definitely the best car chase I've seen in a porno. Yeah. Not that that's a very high bar, but... Maybe the only one I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There were skateboard chases and hot and saucy pizza girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't remember there being a car chase, but it's no. good. It could have been on chips. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, the cars kind of careen to a stop, and the cops chase after the hippies on foot. Um, and then we cut back to Ned's place, where uh, we see Ned complimenting Mary on being beautiful, and he answers the door for Jane being the first to arrive. Uh, she's impressed with his cock cake. Yeah. She says, oh, what I could do for a cock like that. And she kisses it. <laughs> yeah. She's not very sanitary. No. If you're going to share a cake, don't put your mouth on it. Yeah. Tyler. You put your mouth on it after it has been separated from the cake whole. Yes. Yes. Once it's been served to you, you can put your mouth on it. And through your mouth, down your cake down hole. Down to your hole. Yeah. <laughs> Down to your cake hole. So you call your stomach? It's yeah, you got a little man there who wants more cake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh so then we see Andre show up, and this is a different character Andre played by well Still played by Andre. Well it is Andre playing a character named Andre who people don't recognize is the same person as the arranger. I think only John would and Mary would know the arranger, but right. I guess they don't know him. Yeah, and I think they really just saw his silhouette in the darkness, basically. So, And he's here with his bongosman. Yeah, his drummer. Uh, uh, hands. Hands. That's just like Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't leave anywhere without his drum guy. <laughs> who could blame him? So Andre's voice reverbs as he's talking, and he unfolds a massage table, saying that he has magic in his hands. Um, so the drummer starts to play a beat while Jane's dancing around, and then we cut to later in the party where people have shown up and are socializing. Uh, Ned sneaks off for a quickie with Jane in another room. Uh, we get a bunch of chit-chat with the other guests at the party, and Eric's talking about the experience with the cops. Um, in one of the couples, the guy keeps talking about werewolves and horror stuff. Yeah, he's working on his like stand-up set, his open mic set. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, because he's, he's talking about uh, like vampires and like Bill Lugosi. He's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I was always after the busty ladies. He's like, I want to suck you. <laughs> and it's like, it's like leering at her. Uh, tits. <laughs> so, it's Excellent. Bad. I'm sure that that worked really well for yeah. them. I think it might have eventually, but well, there's also I think it some did magic here. involved. Yeah. We see Ned finish uh, coming on Jane's belly, and then Bonnie pops into the room that Ned and Jane are in, hopping in bed, and Ned starts to undress Bonnie. We cut, I guess, to later, and we see Ned and Mary, and Ned says, it's about time. So they walk into the living room and present the dick cake. Uh, saying they've made a special delight for all their pleasures. He says it's the best goddamn thing he's ate. And Mary says everyone needs to eat some, so Ned makes it a toast for the best cock ever made. <laughs> the guests all get handfuls of the cake now. No one gets a plate or tries to cut anything out. They just reach in they and grab it. They just reach in and grab it. They're more concerned about sanitation like in the 70s. You could just do whatever you want. You drink water from a rusty hose. <laughs> you preferred it from a rusty hose. Yeah. If Facebook posts from old people or anything to go by, that was the preferred way to drink water <laughs> in the 60s and 70s. At Sharon Will Williams, you asked for rust color. <laughs> <laughs> What's this clear shit you're trying to serve me? Clear is in right now. Rust no. it is. Yeah. But rust it up a little bit, please. I like rustic. Give me a dirty old nail. I'll use it as a swizzle stick. <laughs> fix my water the way I want it. 
So we see the arranger dancing around and doing his poses, and then we cut to everyone being naked and making out, and we start to see some oral, and the orgy begins. So Andre slash the arranger is running around and doing his kung fu poses around everybody who's yeah. just ignoring him. Yeah, they're ignoring him because they're trying to score, and he's, like, waving his hands over them. Right. Um at this point, he has, like, big sequined eyebrows that oh, they've yes. created for him, which are beautiful. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, That's an important detail. I feel like they should have just kicked this guy out. For sure. He's harshing the vibe majorly at this fucking event. Right. He's like, I'm the one who made the cake. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking... You man. always get the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're all fucking around everywhere there's too much to keep track of uh at one point eric says he's never fucked this hard before in his life and he can't stop <laughs> so they all keep going and at one point uh kate and eric walk over and just start to eat more cake and the other party goers come over and start snatching up more cake they're rubbing it all over jane and licking it off her and everyone starts chanting more more <laughs> more more so we get a uh, reflection shot of everybody from uh, the mirrored table as they're reaching in. We see a chain of oral sex across the floor. Yeah. With uh, people dancing around naked uh, as Andre's dancing around them. Uh, there's a lot of camera movement here and really trippy visuals, color effects and stuff as things start going wilder. Yeah, things are getting crazy. Andre's still dancing around with his bejeweled eyebrows, and he's the only one dressed and not participating with everybody else. Uh, the sucking and fucking continues in a bunch of positions, and then we start to see freeze frames in green. Freeze frame! As all the party goers, I assume, just die of exhaustion. Yeah, everyone just starts to slowly die off. One, one person in voiceover says, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I came myself to death. Uh, Ned is fucking Mary sitting upright face to face, and then he coughs and finally collapses. <laughs> uh, we see lightning and more shadow shots of Andre dancing around and acting a fool. <laughs> Uh, he says, even though you are dead, you are all one. Uh, he grabs Mary, who appears to still be alive, and takes her with him. He says, come, it is all arranged. And he carries her away, and we get a freeze frame of the backyard as Andre carries her off the screen. And that is the end of Mary Mary. What's up, buddy? I said, say la vie. Yes, say la vie. It's French for Mary Mary. Yes. <laughs> That's French for we're going to take a quick break. Yes, that's French for we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our raincoat review. That was fan-fucking-tastic. And all for the price of a soul. I'm going to have a hell of a party Saturday night. And you're going to come and come and come. Great, I'll bring my sister. Can she appreciate the levity of the situation to uh, release the tension? What? Is she a good fuck? Backwards, sideways, and upside down. Oh, great position. The Raincoat Review! <laughs> if I had a wish from a genie, I'd wish you'd have three hard-ons while, while you're in front of the class. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Three different times. That's a lot. It's a lot of hard-ons. That's so many hard-ons. Just say you shit yourself so you don't have to stand up. And present your hard-on. <laughs> present my three hard-ons before yeah. the class. Um, I'm concerned that you shit yourself three times. <laughs> I have to shit myself for each hard-on? <laughs> I did it. All right. We're you back. finally did it. I finally did it. I filled my pants. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, stinks down here. Did you get that? Did you pick that up? It finally stinks yeah. down here. <laughs> Everybody's ears exploded. <laughs> Does everyone listen uh, with the volume turned to 11? Yes. Yeah, we have a disclaimer at the beginning that says you have to play it on max. Yeah, it's just like a driller killer at the beginning. There's a message like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That movie is better than it should be. Uh, it's it's exactly as good as it should be, I think. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a driller killer report. Uh, so, welcome back to the Raincoat Report, though, for oh, yeah. uh, the Raincoat Review. Yes. And for the Raincoat Review, I'll turn things over to Jeremy. Uh, don't say you're turning it over to me. You know I don't know what's happening. Turn it over to Tyler. Tyler. Tyler, what did you think of the way Boss talked about this film? Having just now had a fireside storytell session from Boss, I'd say it's a stellar movie. Mary Mary gets... Um, it gets a full rack. It's it's a good movie. Oh, damn, that's good. <laughs> oh, man, Tyler had the good idea of having a different rating system than yeah, us. Yeah, we've just been doing stars. It's a, it's a surf and turf. <laughs> it's, the gr- grass is greener on both sides. Um, I want the grill marks, and that movie had the grill marks. It was great. <laughs> what did you think of um, the cinematography? <laughs> I thought that using only maybe like one and a half lights was a great <laughs> a great addition. <laughs> and it's good to have some mind technical movies, know-how on the show. My mind movies tell me it it looked probably looked great. Uh early Scorsese. I agree <laughs> with that. Yes. This was around the time of early Scorsese. Yes. Um, it, it gave me quite a Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so that was Tyler's review. Who saw the film with us in his brain. Yes, in his mind brain. Yeah. Um, next time, maybe he'll actually watch the movie. And we, we can't fault Tyler for that. This was all. He just showed up. Yeah, it was pretty spontaneous. He was out in the world. Carmen San Diego still has not been not, not caught yet. She, 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 me, I don't know. Was that who you were looking for? Yeah, I came here first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, like, he has the whole world to look for, and this is one of the few places he knows. So. <laughs> that makes sense. I just geocached the hell out of this place. <laughs> Stopped cool. in at the Raincoat Report. Um, <laughs> yeah, tag yourself as having been here. I'll put a little marker... A little pin push, a little a pit. What do they do on the Pinterest? I'll put a little needle here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right in your kneecap, boss. I was here. Shit. Oh. Right in your shit. Right in my shit. I'll write you in your shit. Don't write in my shit. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> um, I'm gonna talk about the movie, I guess. Yes. Uh, See what you've done. <laughs> yeah, I'll let I'll let him go first. He's a guest. It's polite. I don't believe in politeness. I know. So we don't fart in the mics around here? Not directly. Yeah, just because we don't want to keep getting, like, pink eye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) keep getting pink eye. Yeah, we had a lot of trouble the first few episodes. Yeah, we kept just farting right on the mic with, like, without, like, any, like, cloth separation. Yeah, that's why we have these these, uh, pop filters now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah because i'm not wearing clothes when i do this ever um you're just like uh gg allen's drummer yeah except you, you're not a pedophile no that's true i'm gonna stick this microphone right up my ass please don't okay well let me talk about this movie or i will okay we'll do it it's a threat and i'll make good on my threat if you all don't stop interrupting me I'm gonna uh, do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, I won't God. stop. Uh, say your say it. <laughs> okay. Thought Mary Mary, uh, pretty decent film. Mm-hmm. Story wise, uh, kind of thin overall. Uh, yeah. Good premise with the magic dick cream. Yeah. I like that, but uh, it's one of those movies like uh, something like Sorority Sweethearts, where it's kind of like all just kind of back to back sex. Yeah, yeah. However, the sex scenes are all pretty good and creative for the most part. Yeah. There's a whole lot of interesting stuff going on um, in the scenes. Yes. There's dancing. There's a cop getting a blowjob. Yeah. And then it turns into a car chase. What else? They raped that little guy, which I didn't like that. I'm going to say up front. Yeah. That turned, I didn't like that part. The time capsule, man. Time that, capsule. That wasn't in there. 
No, you know, you find that in a time capsule. That is the kind of thing you would find in a time capsule. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I don't op- I don't go around opening them. Uh, That's true. But so, aside from the story being a little thin, uh, performances are great. Yeah. From everybody involved. Uh, some amusing, interesting sex. The film looks good. Yeah. The score's okay. I didn't, it didn't really touch me one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the, the cooing, which I loved. And you <laughs> seem to have hated. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would give this one a perfect three and a half. Okay. <laughs> Perfect of score of three and a half, half stars. Out of five. Uh-huh. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Definitely check it out if you're a fan of Satan or John Leslie. Yeah. Yeah, or just a fan of the Constance Money and the general 70s era of porn. A fine film. Fine film. Fine film and a fine time. I agree. I've had a lot to drink. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go ahead and take the reins then. Um, I agree. From a technical perspective, it's a pretty well-made film, and it's got a lot of fun ideas to it. Um, I do appreciate the premise itself being pretty fun. Like, at the end of the day, it's just an excuse to string together a bunch of sex scenes, but at the same time, there's a, there's a lot of fun to be had along the way. Definitely. Um, you, of course, have John Leslie, who's a pretty good actor, and uh, Constance Money's good in her role as well. The weirdness of some of the stuff in the film definitely brings it up a notch for me. Um, like, the the meaty sex scene, for example, is something I will never forget. Yeah, I forgot to mention it in my review, but yeah, that, that's great. Uh, yeah, that's something I'll never forget. Um I just really love the goofy premise here, um, which is just a shade less goofy than the premise of Pulsating Flesh. Sure. Uh, but it's made a lot more competently. Oh, definitely. Uh, there's nobody running around talking about their sperms. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the music isn't infuriating. Um you know, it's it's a it's a fun little time, unlike pulsating flesh. Um, it's a romp. It's a real romp. I really like the uh, the trippy ending, just being weird. <laughs> yeah, everyone dies, which is a that's perfect. It's pretty on key with a lot of seventies films. Yeah, that's how it works. And there's a lot of fun sex to be had here as well. So. Um, it's definitely not one of the standout films of the era, mm-hmm. but it is a whole lot of fun. And the fact that it was the only film made by this director is something that makes it even more interesting. And I couldn't really find a whole lot of information about it online or anything. So the whole thing just seems mysterious and weird to me, uh, but I love it. So um, overall, I guess love might be a strong word. I really like it. (laughs) Uh, Overall, I would also give it three and a half stars. Excellent. Do you think the film was made by The Arranger? That would make a lot of sense, that The Arranger... He arranged for this film to be made. Yes. (laughs) He arranged for himself to dance around while (laughs) everybody was having an orgy. It's his passion project. Yes, and uh, such passion was shown here. Mother said he would never be a dancer. <laughs> look what? at me now, Mom. Yeah, look at me now, Mom. Made a fuck film, and I'm dancing in it. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. And then he died of a cocaine overdose, maybe? Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a it's a good little time. Uh, this was a limited edition release by Vinegar Syndrome, and I believe it is out of print now, unfortunately. Uh, that's a bummer. Well, you snooze, you lose, guys. That's fair. Glad you didn't snooze. I did not snooze. I knew that I needed this in my life, and I secured it. Secured the bag. Secured the bag. And mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, indeed. So, uh, as always, 
Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. Follow us on social media at Raincoat Report on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, RaincoatReport at gmail.com. If you uh, have anything that you want to reach out to us about, if you found any weird homemade porn in your walls, or uh, you want to tell us about uh, who was in various movies that we asked about earlier. Uh, if you want to give us any suggestions, you know, or uh, just PayPal us money. We're open to that. Yes, we are. We love money. We love Tyler. I'll take some money. We don't have any money for you. Um, thank you for being here today. It was great. Uh, I'll never forget my raincoat. Um, this was a wonderful experience. And um, may Prono rule forever. Indeed. I love Prono. Prono, indeed. Prono. All right. Prono, oh no. <laughs> Did not break up the Beatles. No. That's true. Well, when you're out there, listeners, going to your friend's house to eat their giant cock cake, uh, don't forget your raincoat.